Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the plague. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Hello, and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, with... <laughs> I don't know why I'm being so hyper right now. Jason Shear. Yes, and we're here to preview the Arizona men's basketball game against UCLA at McHale on Thursday night. So, that's what's happening. Yes, there is a basketball game. <laughs> Drinking coffee. Uh, oh, coffee. I'm like a little hyped. Quote, unquote, Coffee, or maybe I'm a little hyped for the game because we're gonna get this matchup. Show you see a little. All right, well, look, it's nine fifty. We're planning for our daughter's birthday party. Yes, we have a busy weekend. We got a busy weekend. So, and you had a busy day. For I had a busy day. Signing day, but that's a different podcast. The least busy signing day ever, but it was nice. That is true because they have that extra one in December now, so February is not as fun anymore. Darn it. <laughs> I know, but still busy. Remember day. when we had a, a kid, uh, like the week of signing day, and I stayed up for forty-eight hours straight. Was, yeah, that yeah. was good times. Yeah. So Brielle, our youngest, is having a birthday tomorrow, and she typically has a conflict with something on her birthday, and of course, it is the Arizona versus UCLA basketball she game. She was born on Super Bowl Sunday. She was born on Super Bowl Sunday, the year that the Ravens won. Look at you. I remember. Well, our whole day was tracked because Beyonce was performing right when she was born. You were born to Beyonce. And then didn't that game go into overtime? Like we were all watching it. Yeah, there was like a blackout. And yeah, it was good. It was a good game. In the hospital room, we were watching that game. So anyway, just a notable moment in our lives, always revolving around sports somehow. Correct. Jumping right into the reason we're here. Jump right in, Shelby. What's the status of Azulas Tubelis, and can Arizona win this game without him? And on that same note, how does losing Jaime, is it Hawkwise? Or I've heard like 60 different ways everyone says the name. Double J. Double J. We'll just say Double J. <laughs> it's late. Don't get mad at me, UCLA. Double J. How does his um, absence potentially impact UCLA if he does not play? All right. Twofold. You're coming strong to open up the podcast. Uh, Tubelis is playing. Yay. We all know that. It's going to be the type of situation where he's going to play the first few minutes, and if he looks good, feels good, plays good, he's going to stay in there. Does he have good side-to-side movement right. with that ankle? Is that what we're looking for? Yeah, and if he is not a detriment to Arizona's success, and he has been a little yeah, bit, especially true. defensively, he hasn't been able to guard very well, um, then he's not going to play very much. And if he's playing well early on, um, then he is going to play more. But uh, look, I mean, eventually we got to stop beating this this horse. It's dead. You know, we got to stop, stop beating the dead horse. Right. It's very dead. I thought you were going to say beat around the bush, but I mean, look, his status isn't changing. Maybe he rolls the ankle again. Knock on wood. Hope he does it. But the kid, the guy's playing, and we could talk about it every day leading up to the game. But he's playing, and it's a matter of the training staff. And Tommy Lloyd got kind of annoyed with a, another local reporter. I'm not going to call him out. You can probably guess who it is. 
But <laughs> tell me what I got. Does his name rhyme with uh, What? And then uh, <laughs> and basically he got a kind of pissed. And he said, look, if, if anyone is questioning whether or not I'm putting this kid at risk by putting him in the game, you're going down the wrong path. Like, that's not even a question. It's not happening. If they thought there was any concern with his health, short-term or long-term, they wouldn't be playing him. And so obviously they feel that it's getting better and progressing, and we'll find out how much – uh, it is progressing on Thursday. As for uh, Double J, Double as J. you like to call him, his absence is an interesting one because, look, I mean, I can blow it up and say it's a huge deal, but, I mean, Tubelis isn't healthy either, and he definitely wasn't healthy in the first meeting. He is a very good player. He is very good. Uh, very good. And the big concern, if he is playing, is that Tubelis can't really guard him. It is a complete mismatch in that area, especially if Tubelis has uh, limitations with his ankles. It's going to be like who's it's, – it's tough. You're going to have to go a little smaller. If he doesn't play, UCLA plays a guy like uh, Jake Hyman or plays you know two bigs with, with Riley and Johnson, and that plays uh, right into Arizona's hands a little bit. So it obviously impacts the game. It would be silly not to say um, it doesn't impact the game, but you know UCLA can win and without him, just like Arizona can win without Tubelis. It just kind of changes the way the game looks overall. What type of adjustments do you expect from both teams in this outstanding rematch? I think that Arizona has to find a way to move the ball better than it yeah. did against UCLA in the first meeting. Um, the flow of the offense just wasn't there. And I like what Tommy Lloyd said. He's like, look, we're, you know, we have two losses on the year. We're not blowing up the entire offensive system because we lost the game and we struggled. Um, but they're going to look at tactically things to do. And um, to me, you know, it's a few things. You, you gotta, you gotta move the ball better. Uh, you know, Kirk Risa, we've talked about that. He obviously struggled. Uh, ben Mazarin got tunnel vision. The ball just didn't move against UCLA. Um, it was like dribble, you know, pass shot, and that's not usually what the offense looks like. The offense is at its best when the ball is moving. Um, do I think there's going to be huge, you know, major wow type of adjustments? No, I could see maybe Arizona pressing a little bit more. I could see Arizona maybe playing a little bit more zone. Um, but the problem with zone is you. You get out of your defensive rebounding advantages. And UCLA is difficult to guard because they, they run a lot of ISOs. And so maybe, you know, he goes more of a two-guard, three-guard lineup with Kerr and Kyer on the court at the same time. Gives up a little bit of size. But um, it's it's I don't think it's going to be something where you're looking at a completely new, you know, strategy that Arizona's throwing out. It's a, a lot of coaches, and people used to get mad at Sean Miller for saying, do what we do. But even Tommy Lloyd said in the presser, that's pretty much every coach's philosophy. Do what we do, just do it better. And eventually you make, you know, you make some tweaks, but you're not changing the whole thing. UCLA, I don't know if they have to change anything. I thought defensively they had a fantastic game plan. The only reason if you're Cronin you're changing anything is because you think Arizona is going to change things. But you can't predict the future. You kind of have to make that adjustment in game. But um, if I'm UCLA, I'm not, I'm not really changing anything. My strategy is the same. You know, pressure Kirk Reese as much as possible take guys off the dribble offensively and defensively, just kind of come at the rim and, and be aggressive. But um, with Arizona, I think they have to find a way to get that ball moving again and get the flow and, and get the overall movement off the ball better than it was in the first meeting and even against ASU. I, I do hope for this matchup, you know, the second round going against Cronin, because we did detail this in our podcast when we lost, is that Cronin out kind of coach and outmaneuver oh, Tommy yeah. Lloyd. Coach and I really game. hope that we don't fall into the trap again, especially trying to shoot those desperation threes. That is not our game. So when Tommy Lloyd is saying we need to do what we do, like that is not what Arizona does well. We really need to get 
in the paint. We need to be better guarding, perimeter guarding on UCLA for their threes, like keeping a better defensive lock on that. That's important. Rebounding and then getting the free throws. I want to draw. I want them to draw those fouls. It was funny. I was actually following. I'm. I'm a horrible. I, I have no life. But I was following the Furman basketball game online today. Wow. And Furman made 14 of 23s in the first half. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, 23s is a lot. Well, not when you make 14 of them. So UCLA is going to be like, look, we're going to back off. And if you're going to make 14 out of 23s, have fun. Good luck. That's what we want you to do. We don't want you to give it to Christian Coloco. We don't want you to give it a zoo inside. We don't want Ben at the rim. We want those guys and jump shooters. And we called it, like I, I, I said it before the game, that was exactly what UCLA was going to do. And they did it. And they're going to do it again. Why wouldn't you? Um, if the jumpers are falling, it changes everything, obviously. But if they're not falling, Arizona can't fall in love with the three. Or else, again, you're playing right into UCLA's hands, and they're going to lose that game again. What individual matchups are you most curious to see, and why are those important? There's one. There's just one. There's just one, and yep. you guys know what it is. Kirk Reeson needs to step up against Tiger Campbell. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, and I'm not saying the other matchups aren't important. Clearly, they're important. You want to know if, if Aquas plays, Dale and Terry, you know, has to do well on, on Johnny Juzang. Like Arizona, I mean, Arizona defended him really well in the first game, but none of that matters. Arizona needs to find a way. Tiger Campbell, Kirk Kreiser, Tiger Campbell, Justin Kyer, Tiger Campbell, whoever it may be. Shoot, maybe Dalen gets a look at him. I don't know. But they need to be able to take UCLA out of that situation where Tiger Campbell is controlling the game. Because that's what he did. You may not look at his numbers the first meeting and go, man, he's spectacular. Uh, but he destroyed Kirk Reese in that game. Shook his confidence, took his strengths away, and absolutely took it to him. And Arizona needs to find a way. Look, they don't need to win that matchup because that's asking a lot. Tiger Campbell's a really good point guard. They need to disrupt that matchup. But they need to disrupt that matchup, and they need to narrow the gap because that was a really big gap. If they can't narrow that gap, it becomes much more difficult for Arizona to win. If Kirk Kreese steps up, takes smart shots, takes control, uh, takes care of the ball, uh, Arizona is in a much, much better position to win this game. And, and I'm not saying that's the only matchup. Like, Cody Riley had 12 points in the first game. He shouldn't have 12 points on Thursday. Um, you know, he took advantage. But um, the matchup, I, I think, really, it, it may not decide the game, but it's going to go a it. long way. Is Yeah, it's that Kirk Kreese, Tiger Campbell, can, can Kerr step up and get retribution for what happened because – he needs to redeem himself. That was a bad game. Like, there's no sugarcoating it. There's no, hey, his shot just wasn't falling. No, he he got handled. And and I have a feeling, knowing the type of guy that Kerr is, he's had this one circled since the last game. And it's also a concern when you say that because he's a very emotional dude. And so you don't want him to go out and try too hard. You want to let the game come to him. And um, it, it's, it's a difficult matchup. But if it plays relatively even, uh, I think Arizona has a great chance of winning. Speaking of pressure... How much pressure is there in Arizona to win this game? It's not just on Kerb himself, but just the whole team. Well, you take there, – there's two ways to look at this, Shelby. Yeah. And I want to know your opinion. Okay, Jason. The first one is it's February 3rd. Mm-hmm. It's not a tournament game. There's a month and a half before the tournament starts. If Arizona loses this game, it's not the end of the world. The other side of it is Arizona got its butt kicked in the first meeting. They haven't beat the new UCLA in six meetings or whatever it is. And if it wants to win the conference, it probably needs to win this game. Mm. A lot of pressure. Right. I think there is pressure. But I don't necessarily think – like, I don't, I'm not this guy that gets all carried away in the AP poll, coaches poll, all that. I think there's pressure from within in the sense that if Arizona 
which is a very confident team, their confidence was shaken against UCLA. And if they want that swagger back, if they want that confidence back, I think they have to beat UCLA or you kind of start to worry what's going to happen if they lose UCLA, especially if they lose by double digits. So I think it's important for the overall trajectory of the team. I don't think grand scheme of things, there's a lot of pressure to win. I think it's more of a, a pressure from within. Hey, let's win this game. Let's move forward as opposed to, man, you know, now all of a sudden we have that mental block that, that becomes trouble. What do you think? How much pressure? In the sheer household, there's a lot. Well, first I have to correct you because it is February 2nd as of this moment that we are recording, yeah, just in case. The game is February 3rd. But the game is February 3rd. Because okay. you said as of today, February 3rd. It's mm. February 2nd. Rewind the tape. Rewind the tape. And as far as, you know, in the sheer house, household, I, I definitely think that this is a very high-pressure moment. I know for a fan perspective, there's a high expectation Arizona win on their home court at McHale. The crowd is going to be absolutely insane. It is sold out. It is a sold out game. It's going to be more nuts than the ASU game that I was at just this past Saturday. And I mean, just because there's the level of enmity when they bust out a big old word there. It's not just like, eh, you know, well, I don't like to ASU, they're a rival. I mean, it is literally like, God, I freaking hate you. Okay, everybody calm down. So just FYI, lots of pressure. And I mean, I'm, we can all tell ourselves like internally, yes, all of the points that you made, very valid in the large scheme There's of things. a lot of pressure on the Wildcat Authority message board. 30,000 view, you know, yeah, it's all internal stuff. But like from the fans' perspective, this is not friendly and we definitely need to redeem ourselves. I respect it. Yeah, you know. With that in mind, what is your prediction here, Jason? Because you did not pick Arizona last time. Yeah, so like I looked at the spread when it opened and I thought it was BS because Caesars and DraftKings waited quite a while to post the spread. And when they posted it, it was six, I think, at both those places. Those are the ones I look at. And part of me says, why they take so long? And then I keep I, I go back to, to Double J uh, being game time decision and... I wonder if Cronin holds him out in, in this game. Um, you know, it, it's UCLA right now is the better team. I feel confident in saying that. They're playing better basketball. But I even asked Tommy Lloyd about this in the press conference, and I said, how much of this is basketball is a weird-ass game versus you're struggling offensively and the system, blah, blah, blah. Basketball is a game of averages. You will hit the lulls. You'll hit the peaks. Etc. Like it's, and, and I said it before, it wasn't me making an excuse where I said eventually Arizona is going to play like crap. Every team in the country has it. Um, with that being said, there's just something that tells me that this is a game where Arizona kind of bounces back. I don't expect Arizona to blow out UCLA. I think that's silly. Um, but, you know, you take a look at like the Illinois-Wisconsin game, which is very similar. Wisconsin's a good team, came to Illinois, was a six-and-a-half-point underdog. People are like, that's weird. Why is it so much? And then Illinois won by 11 and controlled Wisconsin throughout. The place was nuts. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be a very close game, but I do think Arizona finds a way to win. Um, a lot of it is dependent on health of both guys. You know, if, if Hawkwest plays but Tubelis is shaky, um, it makes a difference, vice versa. But it's a trust in Arizona's coaching staff that, they were able, you know, when Tommy Lloyd said they're, they're energized, they're ready to go, um, they, they know their mistakes. Um, it just, it feels to me like Arizona is going to win this game, but I still think it's going to be close. I think on Mike's thing, I predicted 76-74, but I'm picking Arizona. I picked UCLA last time. 
I'm picking Arizona this time. I believe Arizona will win, but I always do. Well, <laughs> a little, yeah, a little. I don't think you've ever picked Arizona. Race, I don't think I so. picked Arizona, but I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be, um, but not as close as you. I think it's going to be six point game. Whoa. So. So then, who are you betting on? It's minus six. Well, I don't bet. You know that. I lost a I little. Think, I bet on. I just on, let uh, you do it, and. Yeah. I just that's that's the way it's going to be. It's going to be a six point game. Okay. Well. Yeah. Pushy push. Yeah. Uh, we'd also like to dedicate this podcast Antonio Pierce number one Arizona mole in the country yep um, wildcat forever bear down Antonio we appreciate you and we respect what you've done going from the inside out wish you the best in the future bear down Antonio hope you're listening probably not but I know what you did I'm picking up what you're putting down Antonio if you know what I'm saying wink wink someone will send him a note about it I'm sure right AP and JS mm-hmm Forever. Forever. <laughs> we also have to say thank you. Also, thank you to Jared. Jared. Who sent us a gift card uh, to Texas Roadhouse. Shelby and I got rid of the kids and had a nice date, our first date in, in, uh, in 48 years. Um, also, temporarily got rid of our children. It was, no, we got rid of them to gypsies. Oh, uh, we sold them to gypsies. Yeah. That's what I, I always tell people. Someone will ask me, like, hey, where's Aurora? Where's Brown? Like, I sold them to gypsies. I needed a new car. Um, what? So that's like the new phrase. If you guys need to, to be sarcastic to someone who's being annoying and We're not sarcastic you. at all, though. I think sarcasm is a silly, um, it's not an emotion, trait. Trait. Yes. I'm never No, you're sarcastic. literally the most sarcastic person I know. Nope. Anyway, back to Jared. Thank you so much. It was very thoughtful and super unexpected. We were not expecting anything, so that was nice. We did get to go to Texas Roadhouse, and if you guys remember a podcast fairly recently where I criticized Texas Roadhouse. It actually was delicious and we had a great meal. Oh God, so. Did we just get a sponsorship? Also in tomorrow's game, uh, Jeff Goodman will be there. Aaron Torres will be there. There's going to be some NBA. This is a big game. There's a lot of This is a big uh, West Coast game. game. Jason Shear will be there. So, okay, well, you're always at everything. Well, thank you. And uh, yeah, job. there we go. There we go. A lot of emotions. Bear down. Thank you for joining us. There will be a post-game podcast. We'll see. I mean, if they get killed, I don't think you'll do it. Just, I did it last time, even though I was grumpy. You get a little grumpy. I do, because I don't like when Arizona loses. Is it a coincidence that the game is starting earlier and it's sold out? Shout out to all the old people who can't stay up past nine. Okay, on that note. <laughs> don't leave early. Stay all game. Yeah, it's a six o'clock game, so the people are like, oh, we can probably get dinner at four. Also, it's go going to be game. freezing tomorrow, so... That's not my favorite. Warm yourself up with brew and fur. Oh, my God. That was so good. Okay. On that note, thanks, everyone, for joining us. BearDownWildCatAuthority.com. If you're listening to this and you don't have a subscription, uh, get one now. Right now. Because you need all the Arizona news. All the Arizona news for football and basketball. Bear down. Wow. What did you order at Texas Roadhouse, Jason? Steak with the side of the blood of my enemies. Delicious. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? 
You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control Alt Desire, now streaming on Paramount+.